Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey! It feels so good to be back. Yeah! What's happening, brother? Are you growing your goatee back? It looks nice. I'm, go- I'm going with the goat. I'm going a little goat like action. It. Keep I'm it nice and uh, going cool with the goat. Yeah. Are you happy with the new outfit? Go no. Uh, yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's shortened right now, Joshy. I felt bad because it was like it's like when your wife walks out with a sexy outfit and she goes, "What are you thinking?" Mm-hmm. You go, "Yeah, it's all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right." No, I'm fine with that. He turns around. He goes, "Yeah, here's what I got. Here's what I'm doing." And, and it was nothing like what I, what I've been because we were going to get together and do it. So uh, uh, that's all right. We're but, making but somewhere, progress. Somewhere in the middle. So it's short and sweet now. Mm-hmm. Right. I like right here, right now. I like that song from Jesus Jones. I haven't heard it in about fifteen years. That's so perfect. I like it. That's and, perfect. Uh, you just forgot one thing. Our what? great sponsors, the Del Lago. Is oh not yeah, in the open. Del- it's supposed to be in the open. Yeah, uh, we're working on it. <laughs> Del Lago <laughs> Casino Resort is is in the opening of the of the uh, show. They will yes. be tomorrow. Yes, they will be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that well now I've been trying to so so powers that be out of Del Lago. I realize how big the great Jason Klug is. I understand how big he is. I understand that getting his time, you know, it was we were friends and I could get a hold of him. But now he's huge. He's huge, and and I get it that. Happens, yeah. It does happen. It does happen. I understand what that's like, you know. But you got to be careful on your way up that 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 skyrocket ladder. Because you might meet somebody on the way down, Ooh. and uh, you know that you passed up. So I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking aloud, Think Jason. <laughs> I'm just thinking aloud. I've asked Jason to be on the show. Yeah, come into the studio or at least call in, and I can't get him. Larry has right, entered the room. You. Thank you, Larry. Very nice. Wow, Larry is so attentive. Now you had to talk with Larry, didn't you? Yeah, yeah he got busted. Wow, he got busted. He's how'd that go? Can I know about that? I wasn't there. I mean, it was no. I just told him to do his job. No, I I have this saying called "Know Your Job," mm-hmm. and if I say that to you, that means you. Paulie's kind of been on a bossy warpath these last few days. Has he? he do, was do, I get at, shake, do I get shaken up at all? Do no, I he's not no. yelling, but he's just like like just right now before uh, the set before set to the update. He goes, he gave him notes on to like make the updates better. I was like, like you know, the women's team has a McDonald's All American. We could, should probably share that with the people of Syracuse. He's go, he's coming out swinging, Daniel. You're, you it's, is that the little blonde? Yeah, and, yeah. And Holy the, crap! She play, I watched her play Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. She lit him up for like 40, oh, no, no, forty-four no. points. She's coming in. That's that's their point guard now. The Australian. You're thinking the of the Australian. Australian. Yeah, this yeah. is a. She's all-hard. amazing. Yeah. How good is she? Really yeah. good. Really good. <laughs> listen, listen. She she scored forty-four points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, listen, I don't care if you're a guy or forty-four points. That's a lot. To she eleven points a quarter. Yeah, she regulars double doubles like every game. She's really, really good. But they just couldn't stop her. Her yeah. little moves, her little. I said, I, I'm, I'm again going to like the old school biggies. I'm like, put her on her back. You know, <laughs> I'm like, like you got to clobber this chick. She's not going, you're not going to stop her. She was that good, amazing. Um, they had, a, by the way, the women's team had a record turnout on Sunday. Yeah, second biggest crowd in women's history. Yeah, huge. So they're getting a lot Who's of support they right now. They, oh, you had to ask me. I don't know. They Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And and did we win? Uh, yes. Yeah. So how do the, the women look like they're going to uh, yeah, they, they, the I big think I think they're at the point. I think the women's program is at the point where they're going to be in the tournament pretty much on a regular basis now. Right, so right. They're that they're, good. Yeah, they're not guaranteed this year, but they're well on their way. They, you know, they're exceeding expectations going into this year. Wow. 
I'm a fountain Good, of knowledge. But they went to the Final Four just a couple, yeah, a couple years, years ago. ago. Yep. So that's exciting. Total attendance was 13,000. 13,000 is the second largest ever in women's college They're basketball? They're on a 10-0 winning streak at the Dome right now, too. Just one of 13 women's basketball teams to win every home game in 2017-2018. So is that going on our list of, uh, so what? <laughs> it might. It might. It's right up there. Yeah. Right. They play it's Clemson right. on Thursday. That was right. do. It's right up there. That was on others receiving votes. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's right. That was or D all of the above. In the AFC, ladies and gentlemen, and I did not have a show on Monday because uh, I was out of town. Um, New England 24, Jacksonville 20. And I got to tell you something. This game pissed me off to no end. It really did. I, 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 even you, you, I look at things just the opposite of a lot of people are talking about. Meaning that I'd have fired the Jacksonville coach after this game. I would have, I would have fired him. I would have said, "Bye. We're going to get somebody who's going to take us to the promised land." You're well, it's not Doug the guy. Marone, who has some ties here to he, Syracuse. You're not the guy. You're not the guy. You, <laughs> you choked. You choked. He choked. Listen, listen to this statistic. Uh, Bortles rushed for a record, a playoff record for a quarterback against the Buffalo Bills. A record. All-time NFL. He didn't rush for a single yard against New England. Not only did he not rush for a yard, but they didn't, and I'm not talking about him scrambling out of trouble or whether the pocket collapsed, but designed rushing plays for a guy who was that much of a threat compared to Brady, who is not known to be any kind of a rushing threat. That could have been all they had to do right there, and I and I said in my analysis of it going in, the reason why I think that they could win this game is because one quarterback is capable of running for 40 to 60 yards a game, which is a gigantic difference when you can give yourself three more first downs when it's third and four, and you can really legitimately scramble for that and not worry at 25 years old that your 40-year-old body is going to get whacked really hard by a linebacker doing it. They didn't even attempt to rush once. What the hell are they thinking that they don't exploit the ability to have one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the game against a team that is definitely better than yours? And the fact that they didn't do it was inexcusable to me. I was so I was so angry. It was unbelievable. Talk to me. I thought they played tense in the second half. They, they do. Like, they I play think, nervous. But I think the Patriots do that to teams. I think the Patriots knock you off your game. And I think that... Teams play scared against them in the second half. Okay, okay, okay. But but now now you said two different things. You corrected yourself in the end, and I agreed with you. But the first, uh, you think that New England scared them. No, you choose to be scared. You choose to play tentatively. You choose to take your foot off the throat when you have your opponent down. I called boxing matches for Showtime while I was in San Antonio. And I'm, at, I'm there, and I watched this one kid, and I told him when he was done, if you had applied the heat twice in the first and second round, you'd have been out of here and you wouldn't have gone four. And, and, and it was true. He rocked the kid two times, but he didn't have that button. And let me tell you something. There are opponents that in the third or fourth round, you're going to leave that door open. He's going to come back and he's going to knock you out. And that's exactly what Brady did. He's known for doing it. Why would you change anything you did in the first half? That's a coaching mistake. He, Bortles isn't calling those plays. Well, yeah, and they also were very... Uh, the game against the Steelers, they were very aggressive the whole game. They yeah. just kept throwing the ball down the field on him. There was a point where the Patriots kept punting from their own, from the 50-yard line and pinning, pinning Jacksonville at the 10. 
and they were playing a field position game with them, and the Jacksonville just kept running the ball and then giving it right back to them. Whereas if maybe take a shot down the field a couple times and maybe try and catch them off guard. Did you, did Do you agree with me, though, both of you, that these plays weren't being called by Bortles? No, they weren't. They were but, being called by Marone and his offensive coordinator. But you also have to remember it's Bortles that they're making the calls for. Still. Well, everybody can say that, but this is the horse that got you there, and he played awful good against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He played really good against Buffalo. So we're, we're, you know, at what point do you say you're not going to go ahead and have the confidence in him? Well, look, look what holding them back did. They lost. Mm-hmm. They let him off the hook. They were up by 10 points going into the fourth quarter and lost the game. It's the same complaints that Marone had in Syracuse, is that he does, he kind of holds his team back when it comes to that point. Like, like Paulie is saying, throw the ball. Stop playing these field position games. Well, yeah. Well, there's a method to his madness too. He's won a lot of games, you know, with mediocre teams by playing conservatively. So, well, you know what? This one got him. Uh, you know, what did, what did Alex say? Set of steak knives. <laughs> got a set Something of steak knives. happened in the second. Turtle half. axe. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't you remember that? Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. What second place? Set of steak knives. Set of steak knives. Third place. You're fired. They. Uh, <laughs> I. I I don't know what it is, like you said, that the that the Patriots can do in the second half. You look back to the Super Bowl; people were holding up the meme and the sign. You know, the Falcons had to; they it was theirs to win, and they lose it. Something happens. I don't know, like you said, and you get in your own head and you lose. You can't put the ball in Brady's hands with a chance for him to beat you too, because he's going to beat you. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. Well, that's my point. So, so what's the safe thing? A few teams have now been able to exploit Tom Brady. Or, or really, not him, but New England, and get ahead. But you're going to have to get way ahead. And he proved in a Super Bowl last year, you can be up by a lot, and it's not enough. You know, and it, so you know when it, when you look at that history, and that's not something that you're about to discover when you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know already he can do that, which is even more the reason why when you're the coach of the Jaguars, you say, no, 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 go, go. You know what I mean? Keep throwing it at him right now. This is exactly when you fake a punt. You do, you know, you don't want to let them, what, are you going to play conservatively because you think you're going to stop Tom Brady? Really? Yeah. That, that, you're having How'd these, that work out? Exactly. You're having the exact same argument I remember fans having when Marone was here. Right. Like, how, go for it! Right. How'd go, that, go! How'd that work out, big guy? <laughs> Yeah, set of steak knives. Set of steak knives. NFC, NFC. Yeah, uh, I think they trade for another quarterback. Yeah, that that could easily happen. They're going to do that. Um, NFC Finals: Eagles thirty-eight, Vikings seven. No surprise to me. How's your friend Pat? Did his head explode? Is he all right? Uh, We're going to bring him in for the Super Bowl for sure. We're bringing Mm -hmm. Pat in. We're going to keep our finger on the red button though. (laughs) Pat got us double bleeped. First time in the. You'd think with me on the show, I would drop a couple of bombs here or there. No, you know, no. So far, clean. Clean. No Clean. sanctions from Paulie. No big Ed Levine, the no. great one, bringing me in. I've been in this office running this studio for eight years now, and that's the first time I've ever pushed that button. I've done it. I did it twice in it one show. It took an Eagles fan. It took an Eagles fan it coming in. It took a dirty <laughs> Eagles fan. <laughs> that took dirty <laughs> Pat Sheridan. <laughs> that dirty dog. I know he's listening right now. Patty, maybe you bro- you broke my heart though. The under over, I bet over, and it was two. You you pushed. Oh. Yeah, he pushed. I thought for sure he'd give me one more. He was like he was like Jacksonville. He was like Jacksonville. He came out hot first half, goes for two. Can't give me one more in the second half, Pat. Really, <laughs> Bortles. Um, so full. Hey, Foles looked good. Yeah, he does. He does. Foles looked 
great, actually. Mm-hmm. He really did. He he was sturdy. He protected the ball. You know, he delivers on his short to medium range passes, and he wasn't afraid to take a look deep. He wasn't. They beat the crap out of Minnesota. I shut it off. Yeah, you didn't need to watch any more of that game. I turned it. I don't ever do that in the playoffs, and I turned that game off. Do you want to know what's even worse than that? What? I went out. I fly to San Antonio, so I got to go to um, O'Hare in Chicago. I got to connect flights to go down to San Antonio. I'm I'm shot. I'm tired, and so I get there at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and I got to call this nine card boxing event. And then go do my shows in the morning, the following morning. So I got two guys I put into rehab out there. I got to meet with both of them and do one-on-ones with them and speak at an AA meeting. So I know I'm in for it. So I do, we do all the fights. <clears throat> I'm, I'm done. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. We decide we're going to go out for a quick bite. So we find this place that's open. And I get, and you know that, you know, Wilfredo in the back was pissed when they, I said, I want extra crispy chicken quesadilla. It comes back, and another one of the people with us also ordered a quesadilla, and they were identical. They were identically cooked. So the girl either didn't tell him or the guy didn't do it. So it got to me, and I said, sweetie, can you do me a favor, please? Could you take this back and have him really burn it if you have to? I want it. And she looked at me, and she went, okay. Oh. She goes, okay. So she takes it back, and it comes to me. And I, and it, first of all, I, I only ate two pieces of it. Not like me not to finish my meal. And, and that, but if you take a yeah. good look, I'm not exactly Joe Thin. Sure. You want that Baldwin, get Billy. He's the model. <laughs> so, uh, and, and immediately my stomach starts. I'm, 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 I was so sick with food poisoning. <gasps> I was vomiting the entire next day. I watched the New England game paralyzed, catatonic, like watching it. And then I watched the kickoff of the Eagles game, I woke up, the game was over. I slept the entire game wow. and never slept. I had to go back and watch them. You didn't miss much. I, was, miss so, I was so sick. I went in, you know, we're having a contest here at work. Did you get in? The weight loss? You didn't no, get in? No, look at What's, me. Why didn't you get in? I'm not doing weight loss right, I'm here. Gonna tell you, I'm going to come back after the break. I'm going to tell you about, I got to be right up there leading the league right now. I got to be. Oh, you after had a couple be, of great yeah. strategies, especially food poisoning. Food poisoning. <laughs> it's a great strategy. I got a couple, I'm going to tell you my strategies. I'm going to leak out what I did. We'll be back. <laughs> Sounds like it already I'm did. Gonna, I'm going I'm 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 to leak out what I did. And, 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 and then when I get back from the bathroom after doing that, I'm going to talk to you more about what I did. It's Daniel Ball on the show, SPN Radio Syracuse. The Orange women home again Thursday versus Clemson. Tip time, 7 o'clock. Orange pregame, 645. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now! And we're back. We're talking about some exciting things. Let me let me cut to the chase, though, about what we were on. So what did I do at the weigh-in? It's brilliant. When I knew I was going to go enter this uh, weight loss competition here at work, $25 a person. And it goes by the percentage of your body weight. So I figured I was probably going to be the heaviest guy in the competition or one of them. So at at two, I think I weighed two sixty or two two sixty or two sixty and a half mm-hmm. when I knew I was going to enter the competition. So I literally ate like a savage. I ate like a savage for like five days. Yeah. Then so I was now like two sixty six. You know, I mean to put on six pounds. Going through, and it's on you now. Then I went to the sushi belt right down the street, 
and I knocked out like <laughs> six, <laughs> six plates of sushi. I love that place. And then I went into the. Uh, I love it. And then I went into the ba- into the bathroom or the kitchen, and I took out one of these cups of water, and I slammed like eight cups of water down, and did the way, and I was almost two seventy. I was two yes! two sixty nine something. So you throw in that factored in with the fact that I got food poisoning. I've lost nine pounds in one oh week. Oh my god! I weighed in today. I'm nine down. You no. don't even know the drama that will come out if Daniel Baldwin first year here wins the weight loss challenge. Plus you also just admitted on the radio that you you stacked the deck. I don't think that's illegal. Matter. That's not illegal. I didn't do anything weight. illegal. That's water weight. Does Everybody do could have done that. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Listen, think up, kids. It's a contest. Performance <laughs> enhancing think water. Think up, kids. That's right. It's not PED water. It's not Pedialyte. <laughs> it's not Pedialyte. Yeah. It's playing the same game. Really? Just call me Jose Canseco, baby. <laughs> Watch, you know he's going to win this thing, and then the whole office, oh, I can't yeah. believe Daniel won it. Yeah, he's give me your money. First year here. Give me all your money. I love it. Show's love going it. national. <laughs> I love it. Show's going national. Get ready. Get ready. Big time. Yeah, I'm going to get my own parking spot right next to Pauly. Uh, no, we're going to play So What? <laughs> right next to Pauly. Right next to Pauly, right by <laughs> the window. Right there by the window. It's a big yeah, time spot. I'm, I'm going to get them to take his spot away <laughs> so we can get the hot tub there. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be hard to convince Mr. Uh, Levine at all about. No. I stole that spot. They don't you even did? know I played it. Nobody oh. knew I... That wasn't given to me. I just took it and it kind of oh. stuck. All right. I like it. Let's play So What, Pauly, here on the So What? what? Running back Abdul Adams is transferred from Oklahoma to Syracuse University. Adams, a junior... Must sit out a season. He was a four-star recruit coming into Oklahoma. He's five foot eleven, two hundred five pounds. Rushed for eight hundred and twenty-five yards and a touchdown on one hundred and twelve carries as a Sooner. So, guys, Syracuse uh, prospects at running back are looking up. Why was he? Why is he coming to Syracuse? Not going to play. I think. Uh, I think that first of all, I don't think this is so. What not for? Um, not for Syracuse football. The sad thing about it is, is there's no way for him to get a hardship in here to play while Syracuse has a really quality quarterback, you know, to help them. Because if they had a rushing game, I'd add those two wins more onto your uh, total. I think I thought they were going to win five, and you said seven in our in our preseason analysis for next year. Um, but this kid can run the ball. I, I looked right. I looked him up. He's, yeah. he's a good back. Yeah, if Oklahoma's looking at you, you're pretty damn good. Well, if you're already a scholarship player at Oklahoma, see, there, there lies the great thing that goes on when you watch these kids – Commit verbally, but not commit because they're watching to see who else you're going to sign. So you want to look at who's at your position. Like if you're a quarterback coming in right now to Syracuse, this is a great year for you to come because you're not going to play as a freshman. They've got a kid that's playing as a senior right now is going to start for sure. But the door's wide open. Well, they got a really top recruit coming that's already here. That will be here next year, but the kid would play after him. Well, well, but but you don't know that. You, you got a chance. It's not like you're walking in behind a sophomore starter. Yes, that's true. You know what I mean? Or even a junior starter where uh, where he's going to start as a junior, start as a senior, and you don't even have a chance until that's not the case. You're not coming in behind Johnny Manziel, you know, as a freshman kind of thing. You you know, so this is a good scenario for someone to come now if he's if he's a hot quarterback. Same for a back. Th- Syracuse doesn't have a standout tremendous running back right now. Well, Syracuse has that problem with depth at every position where if you're a stud, you're going to play at Syracuse no matter what. You right. know? So, And hopefully that will change in the near future. Well, well and, and from a coaching standpoint, one of the things that they look at is the difference between a kid coming out of high school at 18 and by the time he's going to play, um, he's going to be 19 versus letting him redshirt that year and the maturity that they get from him 
by the time he's now 20 and he's going to play, mm-hmm. and he's going to play at 20, 21, and 22, as opposed to playing at 20, uh, uh, 19, 20, and 21. And he's been They're, conditioned in Oklahoma, right? right. Yeah. They yeah. had a little, I guess I was reading here, they had a little issue with his controlling a little fumble prone, but yeah, well, hey, you'll get over that. Yeah, get over it. The big news in baseball is Alex Rodriguez will join ESPN this season as the Sunday night baseball telecast color commentator. So what? So what? What could he? Can he carry a broadcast? I mean, I can. Yeah, he's but... been pretty good on. He's pretty good on TV. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he has some nice insight. But so what? Yeah, big deal. <laughs> so what? Yeah, nice talking to you. All right, and uh, the top three selling beers in America are now light beers, gentlemen. Ooh. Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light round out the top three. First time in over two decades that Budweiser is not one of the top three beers in America. You know, I would say normally so what, because I'm sober for over a decade, so I really don't care. But um, I have a, a long line of German ancestors that are throwing up in their coffins right now. <laughs> That, that, that any of those beers are mentioned at the well, top of anything. Yeah, well, like I don't drink anymore either. But those three beers are not beers I would. I no. would. Everyone's ask drinking. For. I always ask for the heavy. I always ask for Bud Heavy, Miller, or the whatever. There's Labatt and Labatt. I'll, I'll get Labatt Heavy. I was I was a Guinness guy. <laughs> yeah. I like heavy beers, man. Look at this. I found the Hefeweizen. That's how I do it. It's a lemons, yeah. I'm not getting light anything. Yeah, <laughs> you drank not. a light orange soda Speaking today. Speaking of light, let's go yeah. back to something. So we talked about. On the break, when we were in between segments, so you're just no interest in doing the weight loss I have, thing. No, not the weight loss challenger, because you people are savages. You're putting on water weight, for God's sakes. I'm not I'm not looking to mess with that. I would like to lose weight. I'm just very, uh, I got a lot going on. <laughs> Why are you so adverse to it? <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, changed the batteries on my remote. He sits in the office. He, he's got, like, six hours between shows. Yeah. And he sits in the office and watches YouTube videos of how to make a <laughs> GoPro camera work. I, 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 I don't. Where am I going to go? There's gyms all <laughs> over us. the place. <laughs> Tell us. What? What? Like, but wouldn't your wife like so to, that here it Wouldn't comes. your wife like you to lose weight and yeah. give the answer? Her? Give the answer. I impress her with my D. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think my wife would like to see me thinner? Don't you think she'd like me to be more handsome? I impress her with my D. Yes, I do. I don't, she, I mean, she doesn't, what do we got to do? What about I, yourself? Yes. I would like to be in better health, Paul. Do it again. Do <laughs> I would love to be in better health. I just got a lot going but, on. But, <laughs> you don't. You play PlayStation all day. I just got a lot going on. Well, how does that go? Are you waiting for a pill you're going to take for it or? No, I don't know what. Like, I try to give up soda, and I give up soda for a little bit, and I'm like, nah, I miss soda. I try to give up drive through but then I'm like, mm, Taco Bell. And then I go to Taco Bell. Like, I can't. It's like, you know, and I like what I like. It's catching up to me, though. Now I got high blood pressure. So yeah, I got low blood, blood pressure. Ooh. I got sleep apnea because my <laughs> tongue and throat are so fat that it closes <laughs> It closes my breathing tube. Oh, I'm a disaster. I'm a disaster. So so are you going to do the, you know, how old are you now? 36. You're only 36 years old. I know. I look, I look 60. I look terrible. And I wish I could do I'm more. I'm over 20 years older than you. And you look better than me. You got more hair. You look, yeah. I, it's not, I'm not aging well. I'm like an old catcher's mitt. But it's your, like, you could fix that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. This is within your grasp. It's like an intervention for It is. I like it. it is. <laughs> Get, get, get Salzone in here. Let's do two for one. Let's, let's, 
Let's start oh, a fund. No. Let's start a fund. A go feed put me. A, yeah, a yeah. Go, <laughs> go feed me. Rude. A go feed me. Let's get a scholarship from Taco Bell. Oh. We're gonna put him in. We're gonna put him into a facility. Oh my God, that's too funny. I got a question for you. Yes. Would you rather go get healthy, or would you rather go my six hundred pound life? Like if you had to choose one, what would you rather no, do? I want to. I don't want to look. I don't want to get bigger than this. What do you think would be easy for you? Six hundred pound life would be easier. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can just keep eating and drinking whatever I want. You can't, I can't get to the point where you roll me into the studio. Well, we're gonna have to build, at, we're at, gonna we're gonna put you in the bed and build the studio yeah, around please. you. Yeah, please. Please. I'm at two twenty five right now. I'd like to be down to like... I think 225 is generous. I'm going to put you on the scale later on. Please. We're going to get the we accurate one. I think it's 235. I'll go get it now. Go get it now. We'll go on the break. Kill We're going to come back after that, right. but I'm going to read you this so you can text in, call in. Um... I'm going to read this to you again because we're going to go through this today as we promised we were going to. Joan Benet Ramsey was a six-year-old girl from Boulder, Colorado, who was found murdered in the basement of her family home in 1996. In 2014, a video surfaced claiming Ramsey's death was faked and the child grew up to become pop singer Katy Perry. We are going to discuss this in our new segment Conspiracy theory. Mm. After this break on the Daniel Baldwin Show. Find us on the web at ESPNSyracuse.com. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and we're back, represented by the great... Del Lago Resort and Casino, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't had a chance to head out to Del Lago, you're missing the show, man. It's the best casino, some of the best food, the rooms. If it impresses my beautiful wife, who is uh, um, an aficionado of fine hotel stays, then you know that Del Lago is the place to go. I still think we need to set up an event. Oh, we're on it, man. I I think we have to have um, a poker tournament. Agreed? Mm -hmm. Agree. Oh, yeah, that... That's yeah, a awesome. no-brainer, isn't yeah. it? ESPN Radio Poker Tournament? ESPN Radio oh. Poker Tournament. The great one, Jason Klug. We're still waiting. People who are out there that know Jason, start bugging him. He's a little too big time for me now. He's big time us. Yeah, he's, he's kind of big dog on us now. He forgets the little people that helped him get where he is today. Um, but no, you know I'm only kidding. Love you, Jason. So let's go back to this now. Joan Benet Ramsey, who was found in the basement of her family home in 1996. And you all know the story. What happened to Joan Bonet? To this day, no one has ever really been able to come up with uh, lots of theories. They think her brother did it with a flashlight because they were fighting or right, something. Right, it was Colonel Mustard in the ballroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, it was like, it a candlestick. Like. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Johnson, who made the video, says Ramsey's parents and the Perry's parents look eerily similar and are very likely the same people. Johnson claims Ramsey's death was staged and that she was sacrificed in name only. Johnson says Perry had been in hiding until the release of I Kissed a Girl in 2008. Supporters of the theory point to a line in Perry's autobiography as proof, describing writing songs at an early age. Perry wrote, not that I was one of those stage kids, there there was no Joan Benet Ramsey inside of me waiting to burst out. 
But this is a tough conspiracy to get behind. Well, and one of the other things I like is that Perry was born October 25th, 1984, six years before Ramsey was born, December 25th, 1990. So that would mean, are we lying about... Everybody knows you can fake a birth certificate. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, Obama. Oh! Oh! (laughs) Holy cow. Barack, (laughs) Iraqi Obama. Oh. Hello. I love conspiracies. I love that we're doing them here on the Daniel Baldwin Show now, but this one's tough for me to get behind. This one's a a far stretch. The parents look a lot alike. But why would the parents fake the death of one kid to have a Katy Perry years later? What's the point of it? Like, why are we you doing know, that? I don't, I don't know, but I wonder if something happened where someone, let's play, the possibility of it being true would, would have to be under one of the following scenarios. And that would be that something did really terrible happen. The brother was diddling mm-hmm. her or doing something. Mm-hmm. Sure. They had to get her out of there. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. One thing led to another. You know, you know yeah. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. must have happened that was really bad to get this. Um Katy Perry turned out pretty good, though. Yeah, she's not so, fine. Yeah, so she's not doing so bad. But uh, no, I'm going to go all in all and say I don't buy this one. I don't buy it. I'm not sure. I yeah. think I think that uh, Katy Perry is Beetlejuice's daughter. Actually, wow. That's what I think. That's what I think. Well, for our first conspiracy uh, theory, I'm, I'm going to say no. I don't buy this one. Don't I don't buy, buy it, this one. Polly? No. no, I definitely bought Stevie Wonder could see way more than I buy John Bonet Ramsey as Katy yeah. Perry. Okay. Okay, well, I, yeah, Stevie Wonder can see. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of that now. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are, especially I'm after listening to this. Yeah. Dan, we were out to lunch, and Daniel was showing the waitress the video of Stevie Wonder <laughs> being able to see. So I think That's that right. one, we're slowly coming around. That's it. But we'll stay with celebrities, because the other side of this, I know that you want to talk Tom Petty. and We're going to come back after this, but we're going to go to a quick break, so we have some more time at the end of the show to talk about, and, and I'm upset. I'm upset because I do a lot of work, um internationally, nationally, and certainly in central New York, where I've got multiple guys that I've helped and girls um, go to rehab, probably um, personally have placed over 200 myself in four counties in central New York in this last year. Uh, And when I see, and I'm outraged that the reports and the lack of responsibility being taken by people around Tom Petty, and Tom Petty's family, and I'm going to tell you why. And I knew Tom, and I liked Tom. I, I was a big fan, so this is no reflection. This is a, a guy who, in my opinion, had a drug problem, for sure, already, and died of it. So, And I'll tell you what I think when we come back. The Crunch make their final trip to Place Bell in Laval against the Rocket this Wednesday. Countdown to Crunch Time starts at 7.15. Talk drop at 7.30 on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. You are so full of it, Paulie. I am not. Paulie the Mole. Are we back on? Yes. Yeah. You are so full of it You'll never right crack now. it. You'll never crack it. Don't uh, even try. You, you, I won't crack it? I, I'd love I to will. see it. Cherry. Cherry out there. <laughs> Cherry, listen. I, can we talk about the oh, other the topic? No. We were going oh, to yeah. See, look. There's bigger look at the, You want me to see me crack it? You have fish you to fry. You want to see me crack it? I'll go bigger, off the subject. You have bigger fish to fry. Admit to the master that you. That well, you, I'll talk to you in private about my life. Admit, I won't to, talk the, to, admit to the master my, that you strayed. My life is. Admit to the master oh, no, you strayed. There's no stray. There's I'll no talk stray. to you off the air. Straight. Admit to the master you strayed. Tom Petty sadly passed away, as we all know. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why I'm upset. And I'm going to tell you how it pertains to sports. First of all, 
this is no longer some inner city problem that we have in Chicago and New York and L.A. and and Miami, this opiate epidemic. It is the star quarterback on the football team, the fourth string, you know, kid that's on the punt team who blows his knee up and the doctor irresponsibly throws 90 oxycodone at him and tells him, take this every six hours. And But what they don't tell him or his parents is that he is going to become probably a full-blown opiate addict by the time he's done with a physical need to take the medication. And I'm going to run the scenario by you pretty quickly. So he takes the medication, he arcs out at 90, and suddenly he has a physical need to take the drug and a mental obsession to take the drug, and he likes the way he feels. So he finds somebody who can sell him the pills at $20 a piece on the black market, and he pays that $20, and he's up to six, seven, eight of them a day. How many 17-year-old kids can keep up 160 to $200 a day habit? Cash, not long, not many, even kids that have money. The parents are going to notice money's missing, That, or if they don't notice money's missing, they notice things are missing, and he goes through that several month period of trying to sustain stealing things, doing different things like that. And then the same guy that was selling him those pills at $20 a piece holds up a little white baggie and says, you see this stuff? Now this stuff, you don't have to use a needle. You can you snort it through your nostrils like you would cocaine, something that's a little more acceptable than saying the terrible H word, which is heroin. And the kid starts snorting the heroin. And after he snorts the heroin for long enough at far reduced a price than $20 a pill to sustain the high that he physically needs to maintain, someone introduces him to a needle and says, you know, it lasts a lot longer and it has a lot better effect and it's a lot more economical if you stick this needle in your veins and inject the heroin. And there goes the kid who had a 90 average, was a star athlete, and by the time he's done with his senior year in high school, I get him and I've got to try to rehabilitate him from a two-year heroin habit that started with the misrepresentation by a doctor of giving him way more opiate painkillers than he needed for an injury that wasn't necessary to give him that many for. And that's how 90-something percent of the cases that I get happen. Now, let me tell you, do I think when I hear the term accidental, it has been deemed that it was an accidental overdose that took the life of Tom Petty. What the hell is an accidental overdose? If there's a suicide note and he ate a jar of them at a time, then I get that it's not an accidental overdose. It was a suicide. They're all accidental overdoses unless you tried to kill yourself. What you don't realize is is that the long-term use of all three fentanyls, which are 10 to 20 times stronger than heroin, any one of these fentanyl drugs, is 10 to 20 times stronger than heroin. He had all three fentanyls in his system, and he had multiple benzos in his system. Now, here's something that you need to know that I would like to take my time on this quote, quote, sports show to educate you because I know my audience out there are parents and grandparents of kids that are in this category. And I need to tell you something that you may not know even if you're taking these pills. The half-life of a benzo is 18 days. Let me tell you what that means. So you take five benzos on Monday and five every day for a week. So you've taken 35 benzos that week. Half of those are still in your system day eight. Half of those 35 pills. Now the next week, you have a bad week and you average eight pills a day. And in those eight pills a day, 
times seven, start doing the progression of it. And by the end of it, let's say you took 10 a day and you have 80, 40 of them are still in your body at the end of that week. And half of the original 35 are still in your body. At the end of two weeks, you now have 17 and a half and 40. You have 57 and a half pills before you even taken your next pill on day 15. This is why you only, I don't understand what happened to Tommy. He took two pills like he takes every night and he didn't wake up because Tommy didn't realize that it has a 50% half-life for 18 days. So all of this medication that you're taking adds up when you're taking benzos. And guess what? You don't wake up. You don't wake up. So he add that in with the fact that he had all three fentanyls. And I know I heard the story that he had a broken hip. I heard the whole bit. You know what? I'm calling BS. I'm calling BS. The people around him for 53 show dates didn't notice a change in behavior, didn't notice a change in his personality, didn't notice a change in his habits, in his sleeping habits, in his eating habits, in his attitude, his wife, his daughter who are out now. No, I don't buy that. I've been around this long enough to know that if you're in that bad of shape, and granted, I fully admit and I fully see if he had a broken hip at 66 years old, he must have been in terrible shape hey guess what stop doing the tour go get a hip replacement you had enough money to do that and don't jam three different fentanyls and multiple benzos in your system and end up in the county morgue in la that's not that's not the message i want to go out to people i want the message to go out to people is these are dangerous drugs these are really dangerous drugs these these prescriptions they're really, really dangerous. And if you don't know what you're doing and don't use them to hold off the pain for a short amount of time and get through it, pain is a necessary thing in you. It tells you that you shouldn't be doing something. When you get done with a surgery and you take the pills every six hours as required, like they tell you to, after three or four days, you should be weaning yourself off of those. I'll tell you why. Because if you're moving your neck too far to the right and you're taking pain medication, you're doing damage to your neck that you're not feeling the pain that should be telling you not to do that exercise or not to be stretching your neck that much you're not doing yourself any justice right now by taking those pain pills they lead to terrible terrible things and a lot of times they lead to death thoughts joshy i think you're absolutely right i think that <clears throat> you, you hear the 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 i will tell you that i was on a prescription quickly that i was extremely over uh prescribed it was like double what i should have been on and the doctor did not care and they just kept saying is it working all right I just keep doing that and yeah. i took it upon myself to say, I don't want to be on this medication as much as I'm on it. And I've gotten myself weaned off of it, thankfully. But it's like you're saying. It's, well, you don't really think of I'm just doing what the doctor told me. And not every time. Doctors are great people. They do a lot of great stuff. But sometimes in this instance, if you're not feeling the pain, if you're not, if you're this guy's age and he's trying to go out there and put on 52 whatever shows a year, hey, you got to slow down. You got to listen to your body. I'm thinking maybe we should get his doctor to prescribe him Mountain Dew. We could wean him <laughs> off. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I thought we were talking seriously. We were. Yes, no. We were talking seriously. Yes. Paulie, you got anything? Well, what can I say that you, I don't know you anything know on this topic. Us. You're the expert on it. I'm not jamming my foot in my mouth on this one. You could, <laughs> is, it, is it a protective mode you immediately go into or as as a... Uh, I love when you talk about it because I love learning about it. I love that you equate it to the kids who are in sports right now and their parents aren't, they don't know any better. Well, because it's thing, a generation right now that people aren't aware of. That's true. And but, but the the thing that that troubles me is that 
you know, because of his greatness as an artist, and one of the things people don't realize about Tom Petty is he was one of the most sought-after studio guitar players of all time. He's Fantastic, on some of the greatest yeah. albums because of his accuracy playing the guitar. So I know a lot of rock legends who are friends of mine who have told me, oh, no, we used to just call Tom. He was he yeah. was so easy to work with. and blah. But, but that's not the message that I want to go out from. This is a travesty that this man died. He didn't have to die. Mm. This wasn't the the cardiac massive cardiac arrest unexpected or the or the brain aneurysm that no one saw coming. This was a guy who to get to this level of fentanyl use had to have been using for several months. Someone didn't notice that. Someone didn't see the it, it, the awful demise of someone when they when they're on that kind of medication. Send us your text, send us your emails, give us a call and let us know. And we'll talk more about it tomorrow. And if you ever need help, by the way, what's your email? Baldwin Help B A L D W I N H E L P at iCloud.com. You email me and I email you back personally myself. That Do is it. a true story. If you need help, reach out to Daniel Baldwin. Brian Axe up next. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse.